I have new I have new uh, intro music that I'm playing for the first time. I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think we just introed ourselves to music we didn't hear yet. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the Sex Actually podcast with Bridget Fetisy. Hello. Returning guest, uh, writer for Playboy. Yeah. Last time we spoke, you you were a guest writer, or you were, um, um you, you weren't qu- quite as official as you are now. No, now it's official. Congratulations. Thanks. It's fun. I like it a lot. It's now I have a weekly column that drops on Thursdays in the morning. Um, and yeah, it's about sex and relationships and kind of all things, all things. And uh. People had such great things to say after our podcast. It Did was, they? It was one of the most. It was one of the most downloaded, and it was also one of the most like talked, like like talked about, like social media wise. Oh wow! Yeah, that's cool. And I don't, so, if if you haven't listened to that one, stop here and go back in time to our first meeting. I had fun. I was really comfortable. I'm not normally that comfortable on podcasts. Yeah, and I don't know what we even talked about. That's the funny thing. I'm always like, afterwards when I up when I upload these things, I'm always like, what the fuck did we even talk about? <laughs> did I say anything <laughs> I shouldn't have said? And just before we were going to go on air, I was like, all right, let's, I have so much to bitch about, but I have to be careful not to, not to make it about me. Maybe I should interview you. How are you doing? That's how it always turns into. This is really, it's it's really sad. It's cathartic for your audience. Yeah, no, but it's like, it's like, let me not make it about me. And then it begs you to ask me (laughs) questions. (laughs) Let me not make this about me. I'm on a, I'm on a break with my girlfriend. Oh, but Uh, you live together. Yeah. That's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also like the t- I've be- I've become the type that's like she's like why don't you sleep on the couch and I'm like no like oh, I'm not you watch Bill Burr I guess <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I'm like no I'm not but my stepdad used to do that my mom would be like go sleep on the couch and be like no yeah like why do I have to fuck up my neck no I, I, it might, like my I op- agree with Bill's bit it's one of my favorites like yeah. I'm a grown man why do I yeah I'm not no. gonna go cuddle on the thing. And yeah, no. And then the dogs licking my face all night. No, no. not gonna happen. So, yeah, it's it's. Um, so is she sleeping on the couch? No, oh. I mean, I mean, maybe, I mean, honestly, pff, you I know, love the couch. Cut to tonight. Maybe I will sleep on the couch. Maybe, but she's going away for um, a long weekend. She had already had plans. She's uh. going to Mexico for something. So we were like, look, let's like maybe when she comes back, we'll reevaluate things. But. Dude, it's been two years of dating and ups and fucking downs. Yeah. It's I feel like we did talk about this on the last podcast about how I think you said something about how there's like an ultimatum a lot. Fights, fights. Yeah. It's like I was telling my buddy this. It's like when you play poker with somebody that bets the house on every hand. Because <laughs> I used to be that guy before I knew how to play and I'd be like, yeah, I'm all in. And they're yeah. like, you're an asshole. That's how but you ended up. She bets the house on every fight. She's like, uh, all right, this isn't going to work. It's like, no, let me have a problem. Yeah. Let me have an issue. Yeah, yeah. And not be, feel threatened. I mean, this is an interesting discussion based on what happened to me last night, where it's very early in, uh, I wouldn't call a relationship, somebody that I've been seeing, and there was like a massive red flag. So... Last night the red flag came out? Yeah. The thing that you had mentioned? <laughs> yeah. That I don't want to talk about. You don't, want to, you don't even want to say what it <laughs> no. was? It's too mortifying. But he was it. he was drunk though. Blacked out. I mean, bl- only in a blackout. That I've ha- done it. I've done. That it. happens to guys blacked out. I've done it. I've done it. I've peed. Anything in that looks like places. a urinal <laughs> or a desk or a garden gnome, a guy will pee on. Like it's something. <laughs> but it's not even mine. It's my roommate's chair. It's my okay. So I'll just let you. Know. <laughs> this guy came over. He was blacked out. I didn't even know he was blacked out until he got here. And did he drive? 
No, I Ubered him here. Even worse. I love that you can just like do takeout for I dick. <laughs> Uber is the dick for takeout. <laughs> totally. I was like, that was the worst eight ninety seven I've ever spent. <laughs> it's basically you give like, the driver a bad rating. No, you brought this no asshole dick. here. <laughs> he peed on my chair. It was the fucking oh, man. worst. But I really like. I mean, I liked it. I I like him. Well, what kind of chair was it that this makes a big difference? It's that chair right in there. It's like is it this, a wooden chair? It's or? wooden with no. It's got cushioning. Oh yeah, that's the problem. And with the I wake up and he's like, "What happened last night?" And then as he's saying that, my roommate goes, "Bridget, what happened to the chair?" And like at one point, I was on the couch. I slept on the couch last night in my own house because he was so drunk. I was like, "Go to bed. I can't deal with you." And then I slept on the couch because I was watching Orphan Black. And I fucking love the couch. Even when I was married, I used to sleep on the couch <laughs> all the time. I love it. It's my natural habitat. I still sleep on the couch probably like 65% of the I'm time. I'm going to have to invest in a fancier couch It reminds <laughs> me of being married, I think. It's like, oh, cautionary tale. How did you know it was pee? Did you have to do the finger dab nah, where you, you smell it? I don't. I don't a hundred. I just have that gut instinct because what happened was in the middle of the night after I sent like he like got up, knocked everything in my living room over, basically stumbled down the hall. I heard him go to the bathroom for a while. Then I checked on him like, are you alive? Then he like went to bed and then I fell asleep on the couch. And then I heard like all this commotion behind me right there over by the record player. And he was like opening the record player. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm dancing. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I'm dancing, but when he opened, <laughs> <laughs> when he opened it, I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna pee in the record player." That was my my gut instinct because he was so blacked out. <laughs> if you can get a record to play blacked out, you deserve some <laughs> some medal. He didn't get it to play. That's it was a trophy. Like a massive commotion, and just opening that thing, I was like, like "What <laughs> are you doing?" He's like, "And you know when you're blacked out, and you're like, what?" Like this kind of impish, devilish look. It happened to me once. I am not, I'm ashamed to tell the story, but I feel like what's fair is fair. <laughs> so I guess I was probably like 22 and I was drinking all, like alcoholically in Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. And my sister and her boyfriend were on the couch and I was blacked out and I like kind of came to out of my blackout and I was like squatting next to the couch, just peeing, looking at my sister <laughs> and her boyfriend laughing hysterically. And they're like, what are you doing? And then it I happens. guess I got like paper towels and I was like sliding everywhere in my pee and <laughs> couldn't oh clean it up. Oh my God. Disaster. You were trying to clean it and you're just slippy. The last guy I was like really in love with for a long time, like really held a torch for actually recently moved here with his pregnant girlfriend. He peed on his birthday on my computer in a blackout. Not that one. Jeez. Yeah. That's fucking horrible. I mean... I've had a girl pee on me in a blackout. Oh, really? In, in, in bed. <laughs> I, my first apartment in New York, uh, I you know, was subletting a Craigslist apartment. So it was like the dude's futon, you know? And honestly, here's the truth. She was so wasted that... And we had like hooked up, but I was dr- we were both drunk. She she never she never felt she never felt that drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she drank so much that the pee was so clear. not pee. Yeah, yeah, it was so clear that it didn't even give off a smell. Yeah, that's like the pee. I I mean, <laughs> that's like this pee. I think because my roommate was like, um, "Is that water?" And I knew. I like looked at the chair. I looked at the way, <laughs> even the way the chair was like kind of turned. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah," 
He's like, that's where he flushed the chair. <laughs> like, you're not partying hard enough if you don't know about the pee color when you're drinking. There wasn't a drop on the ground. Not one drop, which I was impressed with. And then we were like, did the fucking ceiling leak? Did you call the guy out? I did. And, and he, I mean, and being that he's like one of us, by one of us, I mean a jokester, it was like hard for me not to laugh in the morning because he's. we were talking about something and he's like, well... Well, I wasn't there. I was here marking my territory or peeing on your chairs. I was like, wow, oh my God. that's going to be the name of the podcast, peeing on your chair. Piss, I'll piss on your chair. <laughs> that's uh, so I mean, anyway, red flag early on, right? Well, and the drinking that causes the pee is a red flag, but I feel like I feel like the drinking is the red flag, not necessarily the pee, although. No, not the pee is the red flag. <laughs> no, because I it's mean, like that sucks, but <laughs> I feel like anybody. I've I've totally so woken up being like, did I piss the bed last night? Like I've, so, I never have in my adult life, but I've woken up. <laughs> but it's like I'm too so old for this shit. Yeah. I woke up like, no, this is not happening. Don't you this love is- that feeling? You're like, I'm too fucking old yeah, for this. I'm too, I shouldn't even have to say I'm too old to be with a guy who pisses <laughs> on things in a blackout. And I don't know. It was one of those moments where I'm like, this is why I don't take comics. Yeah. Well, so what, I mean, like, does he have an alcohol drinking problem or no, was it just like a no. fucking bachelor night? I think it was totally like a random thing. That's the reason oh, that, that I'm like, eh. Yeah, it sucks because it's like first weekend or maybe he's self-destructing because he's doing well suddenly. You know, like how sometimes oh, he's suddenly do doing that. well yeah. and he's <laughs> fucking drinking and all of a sudden Blacking he's pissing out. on you. <laughs> yeah, you should you should keep this guy around if he's starting to do well. You have like some <laughs> leverage on him. No, no, no. I really, it was one of those moments where I'm like, do I just kind of throw the baby out with the piss water or do I just chalk that up to a like red flag we take note of? And then, I mean, it's great for you with the articles you're writing because it's like you just see dollar signs when you look at that. (laughs) I can write this off. (laughs) Take that IRS dude pissed on the thing. Then I got 500,000 views. (laughs) Because uh, you're so you're you're dabbling in. I mean, I don't even your your recent articles. You were you had one about polygamy, correct? Mm-hmm. And then how did that experience go? That was great. I mean, actually, it's the last time I had sex. I and I mean, that's the funny thing about even this person that we we hadn't even slept together yet. I'm sorry. Was it the over. people we had talked about? Uh, was it a, a husband and wife? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was this husband and wife. And How's the wife cool with that? Because um, I'd, I'd love to be, I'd love to be the husband in that situation where my wife's like, "Yeah, you can fuck her, babe, but don't like love her." You know, like, does he is he allowed yeah. to kiss you? What's the parameter? Yeah, I mean, there really were no rules for them, but mostly because they didn't talk about them. So I asked a lot of questions. I was like, I shouldn't be your like polyamory spirit guide, guys. You should have like worked a lot of this shit out. <laughs> I shouldn't be like, what's polyamory okay? Polyamory spirit guide. <laughs> I'm like, let me guide you into the world of polyamory. Here are the questions. Like, what the fuck is okay and what's not? I just picture you with like lit, like those flashlight cones that the guy in the tarmac has. Just like, guiding mm-hmm. you into your polyamorous into your Pussy. world <laughs> I, I was thinking it was more like a sweat lodge where i'm like all right everyone let's do some ayahuasca and let's go on a journey yeah what do you uh, yeah some tequila or like what's the i don't drink or smoke oh, weed right. anymore unfortunately so you were just <laughs> clear-headed yeah which was really weird for them because i think they're used to the 
from what I heard, their experiences were like a lot more kind of drug fueled. How long have they been married? Twenty years. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're like. Oh, high so they're not spring chickens. No. Uh. Uh-uh. And which one were you more attracted to, the guy or the girl? At first, him because he's so alpha and just physically beautiful and amazing male specimen, like maybe one of the most amazing male specimens I've ever encountered. And I've encountered a lot of men in my time. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of amazing men. My sister always jokes. She's like, if you lined them all up, I'm like, I know. They're so <laughs> my stable. And then the and then the chick was just meh. She was super hot and sexy, but like in a totally it was like a sleeper cell kind of way. Like I didn't she wasn't the you know, he's kinda like we got really close, like sisterhood close. During the act or just beforehand? During all of it, because I was basically living with them. Oh, no, this was like six weeks. This wasn't like a one-time oh, wow. deal. This happened after we podcasted? No. Oh, it was before that. You I just, couldn't talk about you it. You just couldn't talk about it, right? Because I was writing about it for Playboy. Nice. So, so uh, for those who want the, the the written you know article, go to Playboy. What's yeah, the title of it? It's uh, the Just the Tips column is the name of it. And the, that column in particular is... Um, uh, I was the third wheel in an open marriage or something like that. Check that out. Yeah. So who initiates? I know, like, do you guys meet on Thrinder? No, no. Oh, it like... was totally organic. I mean, I went on Thrinder, I think, trying to replicate okay. that situation. And it's just not possible because I was working there and then it ended up just kind of happening. Because oh, other generations had the polyamorous thing down. I feel like they had it down in the 70s, right? Right. Like they, Like we kind of, I think our generation was maybe shamed out of it, but um, is it? A, it's what, did the relationship die? Did it? Did it fully mature, and that was it? Or which the, your your threesome? Well, mm, I kind of write about this too. It, it it was. I was there. I could probably still be there, or be going, coming and going. I basically had an open invitation. Um, ever since I wrote that column, I haven't heard from either one of them, not surprisingly. But <laughs> I didn't exactly announce that I wrote it either. But yeah. I think it was kind of my way of like, when I write about somebody, I'm basically done with them. That's my way of knowing that that I'm done with a situation. Yeah, you're Taylor Swift. It's like, it. if I'm writing about you, you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just Your next article is douchebag podcaster. I'm like, no! <laughs> my next article is like, so you peed on my chair. <laughs> Um, you're finished <laughs> you're done to me so who but th- at no point was she jealous like if i put myself in his position there were moments that were weird like awkward moments where she would be like if i was enough for you and i'm like Ooh. oh like she would say stuff during the end yeah yeah that was like but that's a, that was kind of the interesting thing about this was that because i was living there it gave us like the full ability to experience like the first week where we didn't even I didn't even have sex with him or really her and I couldn't really figure out what was going on but it was a lot of blowjobs and like making out with her and and watching them have sex which was cool and then she and I got really close working and just me help it was like me helping her with the laundry and very much like something about it felt so normal that I was like I want to be in this kind of relationship where seven or eight years into my marriage my husband and I get us a, a, a second wife like I because for my interest and because I think at that point you're kind of like I don't want to have to deal with, I don't want to have to deal with a man all the time like I've children, had no I've offense. had 
for several months I've br- I've brought up this subject not not like with a huge desire to try it but a, but the the curiosity that's like hey maybe you know like and I, I'm not into the whole like well, polygamy like uh, monogamy is dead and all that like yeah. whatever works for you yeah but yeah. like if you like don't say you're supposed to be man and wife and and then discount that no like if if I mean it's the way we lived for you know hundreds of thousands of years is tribally with one man. And it was interesting, this book that just came out, he, I can't remember the name of the author, and I will, but he was saying that actually, you know, most men, and like kind of people when they're like, oh, in my past life, I was Cleopatra, and it's like, no, you were probably a slave. Most men think that like polygamy would have benefited them to be, been a benefit to them, basically, instead of the fact that in those days, it was one man to nine women. Yeah, so like eight, Ramses, King eight Ramses. men are missing out. So monogamy actually benefits men even more than you would think. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because otherwise it's like one alpha with eight chicks. Well, I just I just read something. So hot. <laughs> I'm getting aroused. <laughs> this is this is probably so on PC, but like I, I just they just compiled all the different penis size surveys that have ever Ooh. been taken because they were all measured differently. I hear about this. Well, they were all measured differently, so they just took like there was like forty something like I don't know forty five different Thanks. studies that have been oh. done, and they kind of like measured them all. But in a lot of the studies, they only measured flaccid penises. Weird. So so they had to kind of throw those out, and the and out of the studies where they measured erect penises. They said the average size is really only like just above five inches. Oh god! And um, That's and they also said uh, <laughs> uh, like the Asian, the Asian population, like why their penises are smaller than, than um the African, why tribal? Well, because there were different cultures, and the the Asian was like a more intimate, uh, like they 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 had already sort of. I think reached capacity in a way with their communities. So uh, it was kind of more of like an intimate sexual which experience. Which is why the Japanese have now evolved to just cuddle parties. They don't yeah, even have sex right? anymore. It's because like what they, they don't need, they've got like in China, I don't, They're I don't like so evolved. They've evolved. Pers- I could be so wrong about this, but I did <laughs> just read it. And then the, the and then the, the, I'm calling it African. Cause I think that this is, goes back to the African tribes. This they were some it, dangerous territory. So dangerous. So dangerous. I'll just preface. Slope. I got a tiny dick. If it makes this any better, <laughs> no, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm all good. Uh, but they they had a more hostile, hostile environment that right. was more like taking over, right? And and you know like taking over tribes, sweeping, coming dominant. in, dominant, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like that's what that led to. Like I don't know, it was interesting. So. Uh, I'm sure. So I'm sure it's got a lot more to do than that. But that's you know you could do any study and be like, well, the uh, you know the food they ate and whatever. But um, but so like we we I t- I try to go back to like tribal times, caveman times because it's easier to rationalize decisions. Mm-hmm. And you think of the 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 man who created fire and the hunter and gad like the hunters like they would be flocked by the women because they were like the strongest chance of survival. Right. And now it's become like. You know, businessmen in success. You know, this well, this is smart, what I wrote successful. about in that asshole pussy thing. Is that that was what was so attractive about the man on the farm? Although he didn't have the biggest dick, I was. I have to admit, given his alphaness, I was disappointed. They lived on a farm. Size. Yeah, they were farmers, mm-hmm. and they were like sexy farmers. So sexy. Interesting. But um, so. I was a little bit disappointed only because he was so alpha. I think I had high expectations. Yeah. 
which was usually those two match up, but like alpha ness and the and the size. Yeah, it's gonna be a. Tes- I'm sure there's a lot of ways that it's a testosterone thing. And I can tell. My friends joke. They're like, "You have dick, dar." It's like this. You can tell the size of a guy's dick. Just out in the world, yeah. <laughs> Could because I have is like a size. Would it be weird like, if you guessed mine? Um. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't. Don't <laughs> then. That would be weird. What if I? What if I like severely? No. If if you wanted to guess low, I wouldn't hold it against you. <laughs> like literally, I wouldn't hold it. Against. All right. You don't have to guess. Um. I'm. I'm pretty much. I would guess six and a half to seven. Okay. So you're from. For those that don't know from previous podcasts, we're literally from the same neck of the woods, like Rhode right? Island, and <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's a good like you you've grown up with bright guys of of similar genetic upbringing says myself because we grew up in like a whitewash town that, though that's not what makes me guess because there are guys from our town who are it's like a, it's something about a way the way a man it's like his literally his swagger well seven would be a very generous thought to to say but like guys like when you were when you were like younger you like met you'd measure your dick size you're growing up like you're in but i remember like you would do anything you could just to, to to squeeze out an extra half inch like you'd measure it like bent to the side oh. you'd measure like the fucking hypotenuse of your dick is it something that <laughs> men are self-conscious about yeah well when i was growing up i grew i went from like five foot two to five foot ten in eighth grade Whoa. just in the school year and i thought i felt like i had a small dick but it's because I had seen a buddy of mine's dick, which I know sounds kind of weird. But if any guy's listening, you're in fucking denial if you haven't seen your buddy's dicks. Yeah, totally. Like I've seen, I've seen several of my buddy's dicks. And you dicks. have to kind of register, like, you know, where you are on the scale. And the crazy thing is the, the guys that are showing off their dicks are always the ones that are hung like a fucking animal. Yeah. Like, we had this dude. He was Greek. And in high school, we'd go away to – we'd go to um, a different college – uh, where do we go? Bristol Community? No, we'd, we'd go to whatever schools, whatever the school was, and we'd go for a week in uh, in the summer to go, go to a football camp. And, and we'd have the long hallway. Every, every We all had our own rooms. And this dude just starts walking down the hallway completely naked with his hands cupping his dick. And then we all go like, dude, Eric. And it was Eric. We're like, Eric, what the fuck? You probably know this guy. Like, what the fuck? Put it away. And, and then he just takes his I hands and he guy. puts his <laughs> hands up and he goes, what? And he just whips out his dick. And we're all like, and this dude's like 17 with like a probably nine inch dick. Whoa. And so immediately we're like freshmen, right? We're all like, oh my gosh, I've got the fucking smallest dick in the world. <laughs> because, and so like you, cause you think that you see like the, the guys that, you know, whatever show it. are Some women, it's not for everyone though. Like size doesn't matter because I know a lot of women who don't want big dicks at all. Yeah. Small, at small, all. but small would matter. I don't know. I know it's and it's micro, all relative. micro, small, micro, mm, small. It depends on how micro. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It really does depend. I could see, like, I've got no, you know, desired. I, I, I have to. They did this survey over like what size dick girls like, and they had different options, and they used a double D battery and then a tennis ball. And this girl, they were adamant they wanted a dick, a guy with a circumference like a girth of a tennis ball. And I was like, and, and the correct answer was double D battery. Right. So they would, they were making fun of me that I was like, no double D battery is the right size. And then they called me double D for the fucking oh, longest no. time. But I was like, no, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You don't have ridiculous. like people say like Coke can dick. Maybe it exists. I'm it, sure, it, it does. Exists. It does exist. But like, God, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you have it sport it, but like, should you really want that? Mm, I, yeah, I mean, I tend to go lean on the 
bigger end of the spectrum. <laughs> Just lean on the big dicks. Lean on the big dicks. I, I I'm attracted to them naturally. I can like without even meaning to, I can pick them out of a, a room. And I also like the kind of like I think it's something about um it's like that borderline like pain and pleasure. Sure. But that's not for everybody. Yeah. So some people, you know, they don't they want they don't want to be in excruciating pain. <laughs> they We're don't have to different. breathe through their sex like they're yeah. in like kundalini yoga. They want to just kind of enjoy like they're just it. birthing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 your threesome, the dude was a little bit smaller than expected, and then you guys eventually just it just happened. They so, trusted you. Were they? Were, do you think were they testing you? I was kind of vetted, I think. Which they clearly did poorly because I wrote a column about it. <laughs> um, I do sometimes feel bad about that, just more for her sake than his, because him, whatever. Um, her, I really did feel close to her. I'm like a good friend, and I. But you didn't sh- call them out by name. No, I and I didn't even really say that much that was bad. I just did say that like he kind of created this kingdom where nobody he's uh, like unquestioned in this kingdom and. And no one can really defy him. And I don't know. One night, the so the first week was ama- the great. It was like kind of foreplay. Then I went away. Then I went back. It was during like I was kind of going all around. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I just sorry. knock you out? Sorry about that. Tangled in cords here. All right. Sorry and about that. That's fine. The first week. Um, then the second week was amazing. It was super sexy. I think like. A lot of it is, like, interesting, too, two, dealing with two women's cycles. In the third week, like, both of us were kind of on our period or, like, one was coming in and one was coming out or something weird like that. So that created, like, it was just a weirder vibe. and and Poor guy. <laughs> wasn't, he was fine with it, but, like, I was definitely more um, feisty, I yeah. would say, where I was kind of challenging him more than I probably normally would have because... Um, Why does that happen? What Like, what's the deal? I'm sure it's just hormonal and... and You mean why do women get kind of feisty? Yeah, like what... Uh, I'm sorry, sh- I'm, I'm rechecking my audio. I think I fucking hit it. All right, I'm back. Sorry. You're fine. Yeah, like what's... Uh, like, I, I know I sound dumb saying this, but I just... I still don't get... W- with my own relationship when when she's on a period or whatever her hormones whatever they do how to avoid that i know it's a cliche thing that oh stay away but like i want to i want to almost absorb whatever she's feeling yeah and and just like be there with her well interestingly i think the opposite's going on so there's a lot of theories and i think in that book um what's that one like be here now or ne- be now in the now or something like that yeah not deepak chopra it's the other guy who looks like a um leprechaun um (laughs) the power of now okay eckhart tolle yeah yeah (laughs) doesn't he look like a leprechaun sponsors this episode (laughs) leprechaun we're totally in the moment oh me thinks you need to live in the now (laughs) (laughs) so in that book or maybe it was the second one that he did or whatever he was talking about the pain body and how they say that women absorb like the pain of the world or the men around them. They absorb a lot of like the emotions for oh boy. the world and then they ground it. That's like what's going on when they have their okay. menses or their their moon or whatever is that 
through that process, they're grounding the energy of, in particular, a lot of the males around them because men don't have that ability to do that. So it's interesting. Yeah. So so she's hormonal because of my fucking problems. Well, no, th- she's hormonal because of her hormones. But in in this theor- theory that she would be absorbing some of the emotions that you can't necessarily process and would be helping you to ground that ground it and get move through it she's actually taking it on and helping you move through it i um that's probably true and it's it's tough to have this conversation when you don't even know who i'm talking about but like i find that as a codependent i've found i've met my match with somebody who's so willing to ditch this relationship like i feel like she's so willing to end it on any fight that as a codependent i put I just sweep under the rug all the actual issues and I just try to make us right in the moment. Like, I don't take a stand for long-term problems. I just try to fix them. I find a reason to apologize. And I know most men do this. We find it, like, and you should. You should should find a reason to apologize in any fight. Like, all right, I I did something wrong. You're not just angry for any reason. I have to find out what the actual reason is. It might not be what you're saying. Right. And then... But man, it's it's just kind of a point. Where I'm like, do I just do I have to put my foot down and like take a stance that like this just isn't healthy anymore? You know. I mean, it doesn't sound healthy, and it, I it didn't last time really. But but I guess it just depends. Are you willing to do work to actually change? Have you gone to counseling? We've talked about counseling. <laughs> I love that answer. That's and my favorite answer when I ever ask couples, boy. have you gone to counseling? We've talked about counseling. Well, we've gotten this far. <laughs> we've talked about it in fights, and we've also talked about it in a good headspace after fights. So we've, done, we've done that like shower conversation where like you're super honest in the shower. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, look, there is something we about really, the shower. We really like, appreciate each other enough to know that we don't have the right answers. And that's kind of like, you know, the the codependent like twelve step program. It's like, ad- admit that you can't fucking solve it yourself right, and right. detach. But it's so hard in the moment to to go on a break, and and actually let let the system work without without you. Like all I want to do is talk it out with her. When in fact I have to let her be wherever she is, and just let her be, and like not check her Instagram to wonder what she's doing. Yeah, but that, I mean, it's, that's, is it realistic to go on a break while you're living together? That's not a break. You're still um, living together. Well, I think, I think just like suddenly roommates in a one bedroom place. <sighs> well, I, I totally agree. I think it's more that she's going away. So like, if I can just give her space for the next couple of days, let her go away. And then we have to have a talk when she gets back. But I would, I would recommend, and I don't know anything really, but I would recommend if it's something that you want to salvage that you do go to counseling because sure, it does absolutely. Help. It's kind of like Einstein said: the mind that creates the problem isn't the the same mind. The same mind that creates a problem is not the same mind that can solve it. So you have to Deep. either get an outside perspective or. And in, in the program, in, in AA, they have a saying, which I actually love, which is you can't think your way into different acting, but you can act your way into different thinking. Because your actions build habits, and then your habits change your actual thought process. But you can't just, like you said, we talked about going to counseling. Well, okay. that's yeah. I mean, it's a good first step, but it's not going to actually I know. do it. And, and about you're going to get the same problems over and right. over. I right. I think I think what I've kind of come to terms with is that I want to go to counseling with her even if we do decide to break up. Like I want to I want I mean 
I want to conscious uncoupling. You know, seriously though, right? <laughs> like I really want to know I made the right decision. I don't want to break but up. That would then ego. I would suggest going to counseling now on your own. Okay. To just, try just me, you're saying? Yeah, just you, because that's if that's truly the question. If you're wrestling with whether or not you are making the right decision. You should wrestle with that before you make the wrong decision. Yeah, well, well, uh, going on a break was definitely her decision. Oh, okay. But I was also like, look, whatever. Like, I feel like we have shit to work on. I don't, I don't feel like avoiding it. Although I do feel like airing out, like give it a day or two. Mm -hmm. So I'm cool with that. But I would like to talk to her before she goes to Mexico. So why does she want to have a break? Let me try and interpret the well. The let me tell you. Sure. Things. Let me tell you some of the specifics. She just sprained her ankle I can six relate. days ago. I, know I just sprained my ankle a month ago. Yeah, it sucks. Six days ago, she sprained it, and today she has a photo shoot for a yoga company mm-hmm. on said ankle. And she's been. And I'm not trying to make excuses for her because I think it's bullshit how we're the the fight that we're in. She. Um, she she's on she when she gets under a lot of stress, little problems become big problems. Mm-hmm. It's dealing with adversity. How do we deal with adversity? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like uh, you know I've I got a bad car accident this year. I'm up on my feet. I'm like ready to go. Mm-hmm. You take a breath. You go to the ER. You figure out your next move. Right. And then it's like that's how you deal under duress. Explains a lot about yourself. I'm not saying she's bad at that. I'm just saying it's hard to help her. It's hard to help her, and it's, I want to help her, but. I'm hoping that after today, she can take a breath. She can relax a little bit. She can she can heal physically, and then we can work on the mental things. Yeah. I mean, this was a hard one for me as a woman, and it took me a long time to learn, to the point that I had to write no one is coming on my dry erase board for a year and just stare at it every day when I woke up. It's evolved now. It says no one is coming. Focus on your work. Expect a miracle. So it's like... It's there's a little bit more to it than just simply no one is coming. But for a long time in my late 20s in particular, this I really bumped up against this. I had this kind of like rescue me complex where I just desperately wanted to be rescued. And I couldn't I I didn't I didn't really have the faith in my own abilities to get myself out of. And it wasn't that I couldn't deal with adversity. I'd been I'd been through a lot and overcome a lot. But I still you know, you're raised kind of with. Even society pitches all of this kind. It's changing a lot. But when I grew up, it was, you know, the Disney princesses and someone's going to come save you. And then um, as a woman, you have you if your daddy's little girl or any of those things you have, you're up against that kind of like someone's. I always I didn't realize it until it was like so clearly put in front of me, the the desire to be rescued and have somebody figure it out for me. I just wanted someone else to figure it out, in particular a man. I was like, deal with all this <laughs> shit. And I had to really work on that aspect on my own of like getting rid of that mentality. And then the minute I got rid of it, a millionaire fell into my life and gave me everything yeah. and I didn't want it. You know, it was like, oh, no, I, I was able to evaluate that clearly because I wasn't so desperate financially. Desperate. To like cling on to it. Yeah, it was like I was like a fucking drowning my my own drowning ship, taking everything. And, and I had all these mentors and I was like, why can't you just give me money? You know, or why can't you just like solve my problems? And they're like, that is not helping you. And I would get so angry and rage at them. But they were <laughs> absolutely right. It was like that. 
they knew. Yeah, teach someone to fish. Yeah. And so I think that dealing with adversity is, I mean, I don't, how old are you guys? I'm turning 31 next month. How Send your she? gifts too. She's turning 29. Yeah. I, I, it's. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not spring chickens. No. We're not eight. No, 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 when no, I, no. Then I describe our problems, we're like, what are you, what is she, 22? What, what is, like, she doesn't know herself? It's no, like. No, but I know that. I'm, I'm not making excuses for her. I just think that it's, I, it's. I don't know. When you're when you're in a relationship, you kind of want. That's the point of being in a relationship is to yeah. not have to carry that load all on your own. Because otherwise, what's the fucking point? It's it's embarrassing to me. I, I I'm the I'm the one who talks about it. I have a relationship podcast, so like I'm not complaining. But it's embarrassing to me when I get a message, like a message from a girl in like Sweden. She's like, I listen to your podcast. It sounds like you guys fight a lot. And like I'm like yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, I don't always share all the good things. It's good ninety five percent of the time. Right. It's good. The five percent sinks the ninety five percent. It really does. Right. It's 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 uh, it's unbearable. That's that all or nothing. She's okay. She's okay going on with her life. Um, I've taken so many risks with moving in with her. Um, I feel like you know I like love her dog. Like little mm-hmm. things that that after two years of dating, it really makes me sad to think this is what I'm giving up by trying to find my own happiness. I want to be happy with her. We have the potential. All the things are in place except this weird communication problem we have with sharing our time effectively. So, okay, so she sprained her ankle and then has a hard time dealing with adversity. So how did it go from that to, like, we're breaking it, up? It honestly, it's it's almost so stupid. I don't want to say the specifics. And I know that sounds like a cop-out. I almost don't want to no, say the it. specifics of it on air. Which and I, and I don't hold anything back. But it was a stupid thing where I, I held information from her on on my work day. Right. Stuff that I was doing. It was productive stuff for me. She's she she, she she's lost all trust in me and thinks I'm lying to her. She all, she knows all my passwords. Everything's super transparent. Mm-hmm. I showed her all the text messages. I was basically invited by a dude to go do something during my lunch and I didn't tell her about it. A few days later, somebody else mentioned to her, "Oh, Dave was uh with Andy, they were doing the thing, and she was, and it was the first she heard of it. So I think she was, she felt really let down that I was doing things that she didn't know about, even if it was not like it wasn't like I was even at a happy hour. Right. It wasn't anything like that. Right. I was just snuck something into my work day. And and my truth of it all was like, look, I just feel like sometimes I can't tell my girlfriend these things. So I'm not trying to lie to her. I'm just trying to consolidate shit I have to do, and I don't want her to feel like she's missing out. Like if I want to go to the gym by myself. I might just sneak it in with other things that I'm doing. Not to hide from her, but just to be like, I didn't want to make this a three-hour event where we go hiking. And I just wanted to go put some music on. And it's like a guy thing, you know? It's like yeah, a guy thing why? to want your own your alone time. Yeah, it makes you a better it's person. It's not a guy thing. I mean, I think it's, I need my alone time for sure. Yeah, that's one of the, it's one of the bigger issues is that I, she's like an introvert. She, she, she likes her alone time. She gets it at home. I'm, I'm always on the run. Like I went from editing all day to podcasting to going to go to the stand up to go yeah. see an improv show yeah. to then go back to my apartment where I'm not talking to my girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> so God. like, and, and I got to memorize pages for this play playboy TV audition, which is so funny. That's awesome. Uh, but, um, and I'm not complaining. Like I like to stay busy, but, but then as busy as I like to be, sometimes I like to have an hour to just fucking crank some music. Yeah. Go to the gym. That's Do normal. my thing. I love going. I said it last podcast. I love going to the Trader Joe's by myself at the end of the night. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I just love having that moment to just unwind. And it's hard in a city. It's hard 
in Los Angeles, it's a 10 million people on top yeah, of you. Yeah. It's hard to just have that moment of clarity. And, and I think, I think the main problem was that she felt left out. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. I don't want her to feel left out. Yeah. I want her to go do things with her friends. Yeah. But sometimes I need my friends and I need her to not be there. Yeah, that's normal. Sounds normal, but it's leading to a breakup. <laughs> but so. that's normal. I mean, maybe there's like something giant missing from this piece. But I hope so. But it, she hasn't. It, you'd hope that she would say it by now. But so she's just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. Um, you she's didn't like, take me out to lunch with you and your friends. She's like, you did it. You didn't tell me about it. You're a liar. I can't trust a liar. It's not like you lied about like talking to a girl. Or I know. Like I know. As a dude, you know, as a dude that I. I saw, I saw, you know, spend, it was an hour of my day. I, saw, I showed her the All text right, message. Knowing this side of the story, I realize I only know one side. It sure, seems sure. like a bit of an overreaction. Well, so I, I, maybe if I heard her side of the story, I'd be like, oh, there's that massive piece you're leaving out. You know, and honestly, it just doesn't exist. And, um, you know, I could bore you with the text messages. I've showed her, like, look, he texted me at this hour. I want to go do this. I'll, I'll just say it. We went to the batting cage. It sounds. See, this is why. Cause I, look, at, I want to protect her so she doesn't look stupid. But this is what it was. We went to the batting cage. I play on a baseball team. The the one of the guys on my team was like, "Hey, I got a cage. You want to come throw it at me?" And I was like, "Ow!" Oh. I literally was like, "Can't." I'm editing. And then my buddy's like, "Dude, let's go." You know, we were rendering footage, yeah. so like we were literally just sitting waiting for the footage. And I was yeah. like, "All right, we'll call it a lunch. We'll go during lunch. We'll go do it." And um, and then two days later at my baseball game, you know, one one of the the wives of the guy was like, or the girlfriend of the guy was like, yeah, Dave, they all went down to the batting cages. And she took it as like this big thing. Like, uh, what? Like, like, and it kind of, I think in her head became, well, if he's lying to me about this, what else is he? It's and it's, not lying, and it's, a, I, I totally agree with you. She was like, well, what if I went out with friends and you found out what I did from my friends? I was like, I guess that's there are ways. That's an ego thing though. That's like, that's, it's, that's an ego thing. If, if her finding out from somebody else that you went to the batting cage is like so offensive, that's something that that's like a weird ego thing. And I didn't even, I didn't really try to hide it. I was just like, it just wasn't in the conversation and it wasn't something worth mentioning when the only, when, if anything, it would have led to the conversation that we had, it would have led to like, Oh, Oh, why weren't you going to tell me you were going to go? So I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to tell her at all. So I was like, but why didn't you feel like you could tell her at all? That's and that's my issue. See, her issue is that I'm a liar. My issue is I don't feel comfortable in our relationship telling you, "Hey, I'm going to go out with the guys tonight." Yeah, hey, that's not good. I'm going to go to the gym by myself. That's not good. Because to her, she's she takes my commitments as committing against her. As a rejection. As a rejection. Yeah, that's not good. That's a super counterdependent whatever way of thinking where it's like like the like Saturday night, we we actually did it right. She had she was offered to go to dinner by a company she works with. Um, and I was like, baby, you should go. Go to the dinner. I, I dropped. I literally dropped her off at the house, and then they Ubered to the dinner. And I was like, you go there. I'll go to the comedy store. I'll hang out. I watched Dane Cook. I, you know, I just I just hung out at the comedy store. And then after her dinner, she came back to the she, – she took a lift back to the comedy store, and we drove home together. And it worked out perfectly, like having a life uh, – having like separate hobbies. Yeah. And for some reason – that's me like doing the hobby. batting cage without her knowing. She's like, well, maybe I'll go do it. It's like it became vindictive. And I'm like, I want you to do your own thing. Well, maybe I'll go get my toes done with my girlfriend and won't tell you. Like, who gives a shit? That's ridiculous. Yeah, go do it. Like, I really do want her to. 
Um, if I'm like going and sucking someone's dick on the side, <laughs> if I'm dating a guy and then it's like, oh, whoops, totally slipped my mind. I had lunch with my ex-boyfriend and I and we made out. And I fell on his dick. <laughs> or like we kissed like, or anything like that where it's like, you know, if it was with an ex-girlfriend or something where you would have a reason to hide it, then OK, I can yeah. understand if you're like, I'm just batting cages with like. Some I don't know why chick Sophia that I used to Lorraine. fuck would be different. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. You're like, who's at the batting cage? Two dudes and me. Yeah, and a couple teenage boys. Like that's, that's it. That's ridiculous. That's like you um, gotta let like people have their you know. I, and I listen. Lives. I've I've been put in some weird positions. Like she got offered to go to Mexico for this trip with this company she shoots with. It's not really a work trip. They're just going on vacation. And I had to be okay with it. And I wasn't. I was like, this sounds a little sketchy. What are they, what's the itinerary? Who are you going with? Is it going to be a bunch of photographer bros too? Because the only reason these dudes, these photographer dudes do it is to get laid. That's the only reason guys do anything. It's why I do stand up. It's why the guy shoots photography. We're just it's trying to meet you. I do anything. It's 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 the <laughs> only reason the, you, Michelangelo sculpted David. He, he was sending a dick pic to somebody. It you know was what just I mean? A giant, a dick rock pic. hard dick yeah. pic with a fucking For leaf all over time. it. <laughs> like He's still sending us his dick pic. That's, that's all it was. Michelangelo, Old Michelangelo sliding into your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we do it. So I was like, I need to know all these things. And she was like, You don't want me to travel and have fun? I was like, Oh man, if I got offered a trip to Mexico, how would that go? Just yeah. how would it go? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, double standard. but you bring up those double standards, and you're just throwing fucking holy water on Satan. Like it's just bad. It's like, it's well, what if I got That's invited? What this whole article that I'm writing is about right now. Actually, it's really? about just about. I mean, okay. So in a world, this is a, a question I have for you. In a world where men run the world, basically. I asked men to tell me their definition of feminism and what they feel the state of kind of the male-female relationship is. Oh, I saw is. you ask that question, yeah. I got 40 emails. And these weren't wow. emails like, oh, a couple lines, like essays. Like 2,000-word essays from people. Can and I paraphrase what what I think they said? Or was it all, was it all different? Was it all different? Oh, really? It was like really brilliant and insightful. You can paraphrase it, but my I think thing you'd with be it, wrong. Well, my thing with it... Is like I feel I feel like I'm not allowed to say my opinion. That's what they were saying. I don't feel like I can say my opinion, and I feel like just apologizing. So here's, and I feel like we're always wrong. Here's the thing: in a world, because this is the argument. No, men, because I said I said men don't feel like they're heard. They don't like so many men were like, "Thank you so much for asking. Thank you so much for even asking us our opinion." Yeah, and I've always said this to women. I'm like, just try and listen to them. Like men don't feel like they're heard because they automatically are like. I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. Just like get me out of this, whatever. Get, get me out of this <laughs> argument. And we are kind of like ninjas when it comes to arguing, you know. <laughs> I think that men over time have become simpler as, as a reaction, it, like evolutionary. I think women have actually made men dumber. <laughs> they just did a study. Women like beat men for the first time with the IQ test. Women actually came out on top. I don't doubt it. And I think it's because men have had to become more and more simple to fight the, like, mental gymnastics that women do. <laughs> and so men are like, I can't even compete with this. So if I just, like, like women are kind of, like, speedboats zipping around and men are just, like, steam tanks, like, setting one I'm on the balance beam of her emotions. <laughs> just, like, like, one step at a time, boys. <laughs> just focus. One, one thing. I don't know. I think the... So anyway, this double standard kind of, it's like in a world where men rule, how come so many in a men, world. in a world where men 
feel like they have everything, how come they feel like they can't say anything? Because <laughs> every single human goes through a maturation. Did I pronounce that right? We're really trying to be the best people, and we go through the douchebag. You know what I mean? We go through like a douchebag period. Mm-hmm. We go through like every guy in the world finds out what he has to do to get laid, but also be genuine. Like that's what you do, mm-hmm. whether you're a jock or a nerd or whatever you do. You're trying to figure out your place in this society. And and women and men are scarred from that. We're scarred in high school and we're scarred in college. But, like, I, people do change. Like, I, I never had really many enemies. I, could, I also didn't get laid for a long time because I was, like, the nice guy. But uh, I'm sure people would look at me immediately and be like, fucking douchebag. It's like, well, I have many sisters. Like, I've me- I care very much about women being happy. Yeah. <laughs> but... Like, I'm a you feminist white haircut. knight douchebag. Right? But, like, yeah, the white knight thing, that's, like, a thing. But, like, we, yeah, we, and I don't even know where to begin with some of these, some of these uh, female, like, uh, I say female comics because the female comics are the ones voicing their opinions, which I think is very great. But some are so misguided with their anger. And it's like, I'm on your team. Right. I really am. Right. And I think that's how a lot, it's a, it's a, Mass generalizations never help really any anything. And it's all it is this clickbait society, really. Right. Because and this is a lot what a lot of the men and I don't really want to talk too much about it because I do have a big we can kind of yeah we'll go back to it in the future time. yeah. But teaser like <laughs> a, a lot of what some of the stuff that men said was like really insightful and it was really funny because last night I was like sitting on the couch reading all of these emails from and reading them to my girlfriends and i'm like i just got mansplained feminism and i think i finally understand (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's another thing mansplained like you make it bad that we try to explain i I don't know maybe i mean i'm sure there is a thing okay here's the thing it is a thing where where but women do it too my cousin said it perfectly because she'd never heard of the definition. She's like, so what is what is it? I don't even understand. What's this mansplaining? And I was like, oh, it's like when a guy is condescending or he talks over you or he, he takes something that you're saying and just re-explains it to you as if you didn't understand it. Or in the fa- ca- like case of comics, it's like, don't explain my joke to me, buddy. And <laughs> I think sometimes that's just men trying to flirt. You don't need to like jump down oh, yeah. their throats, you oh, know. Totally. So they'll be like, "Oh, thanks for trying to explain my joke to me." And it's like he's just trying to flirt. Don't yeah, fucking he's like super you know, insecure. Relax. He's just a dude. Just yeah. So We've my got, cousin yeah. was like, "I'm condescending ninety percent of the time to people." She's like, "If you're a moron, I don't care if you're a man or a woman." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, women do it too." Yeah. I can't tell you as a waitress how many times. I have sat at a table and watched a woman emasculate her man while I'm waiting for an order. It is oh, yeah. embarrassing. And nine times out of ten, it's the woman doing it to the man, not the other way around. Well, they say that with um, with uh, like like uh, violence and dating. You know, they've 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 done polls where how many women have punched men versus the opposite. Of course. Of course, <laughs> men should not punch women. Of course, again, we're in slippery I've, territory. Of course, but I've been I've been punched. I've been punched or slapped uh, about ten times more by women than I have to them. As right, in, as in I've been hit about ten times. <laughs> I've been hit by strangers yeah. that I didn't know. Uh, I've been slapped. I've punched, never been pinched. hit by a man ever, I've and been I've been kicked. hit by a lot of women. <laughs> and that's fine too. And it's fine. It's like, but it's fine because, like, look, we're not. I'm not 
and then you know I didn't sprain my ankle over it. No, um, you know you can't pun- you can't punch women. But if I if I corner my girlfriend, if I corner her in the bathroom <laughs> and try to talk to her, and I won't let her by, I'm I'm either getting kicked in the balls, punched, or like something. That's normal though. I mean, you can't. I've been cornered before too, and that's just natural <laughs> animal instinct. Whereas I don't need to don't do that to her. I can just me. pick her up and move her. Like I get I get that it's different. Like we don't we don't need to use violence. Like we're not the small like whatever. You guys I, sound like you have really had sex. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, well, I don't think, uh, well, I just wanted to say this before because I talked a little shit about her, but I, I do it with curiosity and I do it because I want it to work. The second this relationship doesn't work, I, I really want to, if, if that's the case, I really want to move on. I don't want to hurt her. Mm-hmm. I just, I just really see so much potential with us and it's two years in and there's so much potential. There's so much hurt and, and fears and walls that are up, but all I'm trying to get get to is the unconditional love Mm -hmm. which in our society human beings have a hard time just dropping our ego i drop my ego with the fact that she's calling me a liar and a weak person and it's all it's all her own why are you a weak person because i lied and i didn't but that's what she thinks it's not a lie if you if you don't tell somebody that you're that you went on a last minute lunch batting cage thing. Unless I'm like specifically, Dave, did you go to the batting cage this and afternoon? And I looked at her and you're like, lied. no. Yeah. That's not a lie. We had we had something. I related it to this for Thanksgiving. My, one of my best friends invited us over to Fucking, Thanksgiving. I hate that female logic. One of our best friends invited <laughs> us to Thanksgiving dinner. And we got invited to go to dinner with a photographer that we didn't really know well. We only met them once on um, on like a trip to Mexico, like a, a wedding. We met them. And I could tell that my girlfriend wanted to go with the photographers instead of my friend. And um, I and I and I told my buddy a white lie. I was like, "Oh, we're going out. Of t- we're going to go kind of out of town. I don't think we'll be able to make it." Um, because I didn't want to say we're going to go hang out with strangers. That you, and and I didn't want yeah. him to be like, "Oh, they're better than you." So like, so where I think I was as a codependent, and we we got to we'll get out of here in a second. But as a codependent, uh, from to me, a white lie is more valuable if it prevents the other person from hurting but and you, i don't know if that's right but that's how i feel so i'd rather lie to him than tell the truth and him be like all right dude but what i should have said was hey my it's my girlfriend's call we're going to this thing i sh- yeah. i i, I want to be like autistically honest and not care about the other Can person's you imagine feelings the freedom if we were i mean i'm borderline autistically honest <laughs> it gets me in trouble a lot I, does that make me a liar though mm. like like she was like well, i don't want to raise our kids to be liars I love like, those hypothetical arguments too. You're like, oh, now we have kids. Yeah, <laughs> the full family kids. now. Yeah. The full fucking family, and I'm the I'm the liar. Yeah. I'm just like the dad <laughs> that the everyone dad hates. My kids are like, fuck you, dad. And I'm First like, first of all, all right. I would say you need to stop calling yourself a codependent because words do have power. And I know it sounds like some gay hippie shit. No, you're right. But you you ha- do refer to yourself that way a lot, I and do. I think that if you watch your language, and this is only I've learned to become very. Um, Florence Scovel Shin, she's like kind of an old, old, like religious new. It was like new thought back in the turn. She was around like Emmett Fox. I'm not going to bore everyone. Anyway, she was always saying like the universe has no sense of humor. It takes everything literally. The universe is kind of autistic. Yeah, it takes all of it's our words like literally. Yeah, it's a program. It doesn't it just take. Hears the words. Yeah, it just hears the words. It doesn't hear. It's like when I broke my toe and I was like, I need a break, and then broke my toe. That instantly. Yeah. It's like okay, not the not the metaphorical kind, the actual kind. Um, so 
I think you should watch saying that you're a All right, you, I heard it here first. I'm going to try to stop saying that. Yeah, don't say that because you can... I hear you. you I can, totally hear you. You can work your way out of that. And I do. I want to work my way out to an extent because I've read some <laughs> books I've read some books that say, hey, it's all right to care about others. It is. Like there are, there is a level... That doesn't make Okay, yeah, so like... So I, I don't want to be on a toxic spectrum where like I put the other person's needs ahead of my own. I do want to care about my girlfriend's needs. Yeah. So I just want to like be the best self. And if it takes me going out to hit some balls at the batting cage and or doing something and she doesn't have to know about it. The real issue there is not that you went to the batting cage. The real issue is that you didn't feel like you could tell her and her reaction, which seems like an overreaction that you therefore lied to her. That's the crux of the issue. Why do you feel like that's a lie? And why do you feel like you can't tell her? That's yeah. where your problem my issue, is. Yeah, my problem w- hasn't gone away. And it, that's I've totally, I agree with you. I've totally labeled my issue is that I don't feel comfortable always telling you exactly what I'm doing. I don't feel comfortable saying, all right, babe, I'm going to go to the gym. And because the she's going to be like, well, why, why the fuck don't you want to? She's going to be like, why don't you want to hike with me? And I'll just be like, well, this is just what I wanted to do. And why I, isn't that an acceptable answer? I have no idea. Because that's the problem in your relationship. The why is that not acceptable? Because it's a rejection of her in, in her but eyes. But that's her problem. Yeah. That, this is where you're getting into like that codependent. Like where does my desire to be a people-pleasing, like where does my desire to put your needs before even mine and your desire to have everything that I do as a reflection of whether your value, like where does that begin and where does that end? Yeah. That's unhealthy and i and i and too too often in relationships i've i've like written fucking prescriptions for the other person being like oh they're this they're this is what they're doing and i'm right in and by labeling what they're doing i feel better about it but it doesn't help me yeah but i love that expression put down the put down put stop pointing your finger and pick up the mirror yeah i mean i wish everyone in the world could just remember that it's and like we both stop have to do pointing that. the finger and labeling like pick up the mirror the because thing, but the thing that the, the problem the problem with this fight we had is that I did that and I said, you know what? You're right. I do have a problem and I did apologize. What's I, your problem? My problem is that I, my problem is that I, and it might sound like it's her problem, but my problem <laughs> is that I feel like I can't tell her sometimes what I want to do. Well, no, that is your problem. So that is my problem. That is a, that is a codependent thing <laughs> that, I, that, I, that I feel like what I actually want to do is going to cause her harm. I mean, I get this really intensely and I have a lot of experience with it because my parents were my mom and my stepdad. They couldn't even like my mom couldn't even get milk without my stepdad going with her. Really? They were so codependent. It was insane. And we do that. We do that. We're like, oh, let's go do this. And like, uh, let's go. uh, Let's go. all do our all of our errands together. And I'm like, I'm going broke. I got to go work. Yeah. I have to write. And I've and I've gotten rid of a lot of the writing that I do because it's it's a, something I have to do alone, and I don't have that time because we're spending it all together, yeah, and it's no. not healthy for me. No, and so I did like I always do f- try to find in any pr- problem where I can apologize, even if it sounds half-assed. That's what I could come up with. Nowhere did she meet me with her apology, and it's the fight is young. Maybe she needs a few days by herself. The fight is young, but nowhere did she meet me with things that she Maybe could own she needs up to a few days banging some yo pros down in mexico sweet so <laughs> <laughs> you're listening in mexico that's uh cancun no uh, i don't know i just think that that is that's like a that's a that's kind of a systemic 
relationship problem. You know, it's like something that's like systemically wrong with your relationship that until but it's not even with your relationship. It's with you guys. So until you fix those like whole like address the whole of why do you feel like you can't tell her anything because somehow you'll be like rejecting her. Why can't you do anything alone that 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 it's never going to solve itself? Yeah. And I do understand this. Say this briefly. I do understand that my schedule is flexible every day and. If I get a, a if I get a job like a if I book a stand up show or whatever, she's not like oh don't go to the show, but like it's the it's the little things like the gym and the writing sessions, the things that I can switch around. She's like, why don't you just do it some other time? But that that I I kind of put all these things off, and then I'm the uh, I'm the one who's left not accomplishing what I want to accomplish. So, um, I think if 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 I can somehow create a schedule that she can see on a day to day basis. It's like I have to be more organized for her. Is that wrong of me? Is that like, ma- like making an excuse or whatever? The fact that I think she, maybe it'll help if she sees my schedule more, so she knows. Like you know how it is. Like I don't know what time I'm going to be home. I don't know what time I I'm going like, to go up. The only thing I know is I write every day from nine to twelve. That's it, and that's like my sacred writing time that nobody fucks with. So. I don't know anything around that. And then things that I book and whatever. But it's like lunches and whatever. I can't imagine being with a guy who's like, what are you doing today, babe? What are you doing today? Like, what are you doing for life? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Because that's not the way. I didn't. If I wanted to be with somebody like that, I would be with someone who works a nine to five job where I know what he's doing every single day. If you you can't be with that, if I wanted to be that person, I would have a nine to five job. I am intentionally living this life because I don't want to be that fucking person. The, the beauty of the of, of it is that there's so many days, like a random Thursday or a Sunday or a Monday. There's so many days that I am free, and it's like let's go to the beach. Like yeah. there's so many days that I'm flexible with. Yeah. That unfortunately, like she sprained her ankle on Tuesday, so Wednesday we spent the whole day going to different doctors and going to get food, like eating, you know, kind of like it was. We were doing the necessity, necess, necessary evil, but we were also trying to get some food and make it interesting. And and like she, I gave that to her for a few days that I had it, and then it's like the day that I had to go edit and get some of my own shit done. It's like, can't we bank the good days? Can't we can't we fill that up in the well so we can we can draw from that on the other days? But it doesn't work that way. It seems it seems like every day it's a new day to to really have to own up to yourself or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds I I'm sure I would love her, but you would. And you know what? There's some like crazy neediness going on on both sides that is like yeah. even just hearing it. I'm like I feel like I'm suffocating. <laughs> I can't. Breathe. I know. Well, look. So here's the thing. I I. I definitely do a good job of playing it up and I'm not apologizing for us. We have issues. I wouldn't be two years into this without really wanting us to work it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting it up. I'm I've, I'm more spiritual than religious, but I'm putting it up to God. I'm literally praying to, right. to whatever it is that unites us all that an epiphany happens. I know it might come with therapy. I, I, ther- I know therapy is going to happen, but I'm praying whatever, whatever it is, whatever stranger she runs into or I run into that helps us see the light because I really do. Maybe it's this podcast. <laughs> oh. If she listens to this, it is fucking done. <laughs> You're trying to break us up, send her this podcast. Uh, no, but you can hear it. Like, she's she, like, I've seen the light and I heard your fucking podcast. Who is that like, Why the fuck are you talking? Oh, she to called me fucking needy? No, she called us both needy. Yeah, we're both needy. <laughs> now, please... uh for my own neediness, uh, rate and review. I'll write a nice review of this podcast. Share with your friends. We got to get out of here. We're over the hour limit. Oh, um, shit. Which is all good. Look, we just talk. 
I hope I didn't it bog so it down fast. too far with my shit. No, I I enjoy it. I mean, I like hearing. I like to hear about. You know, relationships are hard, and I haven't been in a legitimate one in a long time. I would say, but I do like hearing, like living vicariously through other people's <laughs> relationship problems. Except mine, you need like a cigarette now. You're I like, do. Fuck, I'm like, Jesus, this guy, I need to go back to drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we podcast, I'm just drunk. I'm like, sorry, I just dumped my emotions onto you. Um, well, well, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on, and and let me know what you can promote here if people want to listen. Oh, or watch I have you. a big show coming up. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's like a lineup that I'm like, um, I'm just gonna say I belong there, even though I totally don't belong there. <laughs> no, don't tell the universe it's a, that. It's one of those. It's one of those things of like, okay, if I'm there, I'm gonna say yes. But I am kind. I'm like, humble. what is it? It's on the 15th. Um, it's at the Improv. It's for a good cause. It's like for a real girl cause. And like John Mulaney's headlining. Amazing. Uh, I had so many people that. I'm, yeah, the Improv's always got the Dane Cooks and the all the, that, that whole crap. Oh, my gosh. I don't. I don't. And it's on that. tax day, April 15th. Oh, fuck. I've got to do my taxes. <laughs> you just reminded me. Um so go say, check Bridget yeah. out there, and your uh, your Instagram and uh, Twitter is at Bridget Fetacy. Is that right? At Bridget Fetacy, P H E T. And we had some we had some listeners uh, write into us last time, so keep that up if you have any questions for us for future podcasts. Oh yeah, you guys, and um, since this seems to be like a regular thing, if you have questions for me or ideas that you like think um are kind of general that you want me to write about for playboy please send those questions or suggestions or whatever because i think i'm going to start doing some periscoping and live video answering questions yeah and um i would love to like get some get some like you know feedback going we have a lot of people listening internationally so 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 my my chicken sweden my Italian people, come on, Bro, step it I'm up. Huge in Italy, it's yeah, yeah, maybe really. it's because of you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not big in Italy. I'm pretty small in Italy. Um, all right, we got to get out of here. Anything else you want to say? No, that's it. All right, great. So, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, those want to follow my show dates. Uh, I got a show at a fraternity in a couple of weeks in USC. So if you're in the area, come crash the show. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at dneals with a Z. Uh, please rate and review. Share the podcast with your friends. And uh, let us know that you're listening, what you think. Uh, and, uh, again, until next time, thanks so much for being on the show. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you.